Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is the place where you and your business are the stars. Now welcome your host, Lena Jones. Hello, this is Lena Jones. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. I just wanted to... I just wanted to say hello. Welcome. We're live now on the Lena Jones Diamond Network show. I'm so happy to be with you again for another episode. Today is our Diamond Forum Day. I'm so excited about doing the Diamond Forum. As you know, that is... uh, that is the show where uh, I have three guests, and we come in and we talk about two different subjects. And uh, I'm going to discuss those subjects in one minute, and I will be um, um, we will be talking about that. My guest is going to be Nicole M. Dixon, author Nicole M. Dixon, and I will also have the smooth sounds of Roderick Jefferson, the voiceover actor. And I will also have the ever-so-opinionated Robert McNulty. He's an entrepreneur, and he is a network marketer. I'm going to have all three of them here with me in a little while. They will be on, and uh, we will be discussing two popular subjects, and I'm going to tell you those subjects in a minute. But I just want to be able to tell you how you can connect with me. You can connect with me through Twitter at video, capital B, capital L, which that is going to change soon. You can also contact me through Google Plus at videobylena.com, and you can contact me through uh, um, LinkedIn, Lena Jones, uh, Stage 32, and Pinterest. I also have a business page on Facebook on a video by Lena. You can also contact me there as well. So you have several different ways that you can contact with me. And uh, my hashtags, I got hashtags everywhere. My hashtag is hashtag sweet tweets, hashtag diamond networks, hashtag diamond territory, hashtag diamond love, Hashtag Diamond Delights and Hashtag Diamond Forum. Okay, and I got some really good stuff coming up for the fall. We have a new project that I'm personally working on with DJ promoter Brahma Bull, and that is going to be about uh, music, strictly about music. We're going to be working with indie artists and um, other artists as well. Um, It's going to be me and him collaborating on the show. It's going to air on Friday, the last Friday of, um, of August. Um, I thought I had that date in front of me. The last Friday of August from 4 to 6 p.m., we will be there live on, on the uh, Blog Talk Radio with music. We'll be talking and making music at the same time. So that's going to be pretty fun. Also, I will be on the Brian T. Shirley Show. That's coming up on um, the 30th at 5 o'clock. I, um, I will be having my link for that show coming up here um, Soon you'll see me posting it, and um, I'll be talking about that. And I'm pretty excited about that, being on the show. And do call into his show, you know, ask me any questions that you might have, and we could uh, take it from there. So uh, one of the questions, one of the uh, 
the subjects we're going to be talking about today is called professionalism um, within the different industries and how it's important to get ahead and how to utilize a social media as a means for self-promotion. We're going to be talking about that. And then the second half, we're going to be talking about does modern technology enhance the family life? Yeah, we're going to be talking about some family stuff. We're talking about computers, cable, um, games, uh, your the cell phone. We're, we're talking about how that does that really enhance the family life. There's so much promotions on the commercial and everything about uh, different technology. So we're going to be talking about how that affects our family life. And you can call in and tell us about how it's affecting you and give us your opinion. The call-in number here is 347-237-4697. That's 347-237-4697. Right now I'm going to go over to some music. I'm going to go over to uh, my first song of the day. I'm going to go with uh, Tally. Ice Pack Tally on Internet Blues. So here's Ice Pack Tally, Internet Blues. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show, and I'll be right back with you. Yeah, my internet blue. 
skin We soaking wet like we been in a sauna We take a quick breath, then we add it again Hold up, wait a minute, sit back, relax I'm gonna take my time, stare at you, enjoy the view before I get up in it What's my name, what's my name, what's my name, what's my name Baby girl, tell me what's my name Hello. Roderick, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> Are you oh, the voiceover actor? That would be me. Yeah, okay. Hello. Hello. I am that guy. Oh, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I'm in a parking lot, and I'm between an access road and a train. Hi. We're live back on the uh, 
Lena Jones Diamond Network Show, and I have my two guests here with me. I have Miss Nikki Dixon and Mr. Roderick Jefferson, the voiceover artist, and Nikki is an author. Hello, guys. How are you doing today? Hello. Hello. Hi, Lena. Hi, Lena. How are you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Hello. Lena, can you hear me? Um, Roderick, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Nikki, can you hear us now? Hello. I can hear you. Are you okay. here? Yes. Lena, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, there you are. So, uh, we're waiting for you. Lena, you've got a really strong echo. Lena, you've got a bad connection. You've got a really strong echo on this side. Okay. Thank you. Is that better? Is that better? Is that yes. better? No. <laughs> what, about, what about now? That's better. Okay. Okay. So I've been working with the sound thing, and it's just uh, trying to get it together all morning, and it's just, just now starting to go together. So no, it's actually, it, it's still echoing again. It's still echoing? No, it's a little in and out.
Hello, can you hear me? You can hear me? Okay. Okay, but stop, stop, stay calm. Okay, who's here? Roderick's here. Robert's here. Okay. I think I posted it on my page, so. Yeah, I posted it on mine as well. Now we're going to have to mute. We we do want to mute. Uh, we are you know, live. While we're talking, we got to mute our. Hello, we are live here in the Lena Dome Diamond Network show, and I have all three of my guests here, uh, Robert. Roderick Dickerson and Nicole Dixon. Hello? Hello, Lena. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lena. Hi. Hi. Um, so I'm going to give all three of you a chance to uh, introduce yourself and tell what you do uh, and, uh, to the audience. Nicole, let's start with you since you're the only woman guest on the panel. <laughs> 
Okay, well, thank you, Lena. Um, my name is Nicole Medallo Dixon. Not to be confused with Nicole Dixon, that is apparently another author. Um, so I'm Nicole Medallo Dixon. You can call me Nikki. I wrote the book Bandita Bonita, Romancing Billy the Kid, and it is a trilogy, possibly a series now. <laughs> so that's where we're at with me. Okay. Um, you want to go on uh, Roderick, the voice of Rod? Sure. Thanks, Lena. Roderick Jefferson on Twitter at the voice of Rod can also be reached at myfamiliarvoice.com. I am a professional voiceover artist. All right. And our third guest on the panel, we just had him here uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Robert Mc, go ahead. Hi guys. Thanks for having me on the show again, Lena. It's always a pleasure. Uh-huh. Uh, my name is Robert McNulty and I am an internet marketer, network marketing person. Okay, and I right, like so to use social media for uh, and different tools to right. help my different ventures that I'm doing. That's right. So you're the perfect one to have on today's subject. So here on the Diamond Forum, we talk about two different subjects, and the subject that we have decided to talk about today was professionalism within the different industries and how important it is to help one get ahead and to utilize social media. So I'm going to start with saying, um, since each one of us met through social media, uh, let's talk about how we got started with social media and how it's helped us in our entrepreneurship as far as voiceovers, as far as selling your books, Nikki, and Robert, as far as you being a network marketer. Let's talk about how how social media has helped us in those areas and, you know, maybe within things that has helped us, we can reach someone else is looking to social media to help them as well. So uh, feel free to jump in at any time, guys. <laughs> okay, well, I'll start. This is Rob McNulty. And um, okay. what I'd like to say is uh, I joined my first social media, uh, which was um, Facebook. And I did it to play games because my girlfriend wanted to, you know, show me this uh, game uh, this gangster war thing, you know, and I, I got on there and at that point you could, um, you had these uh, programs that would trend like a thousand people at a time. So within about a month's time, I had like 2000 people, very hard to uh, get rid of those people. So something you don't know them, they're not really friends, but, um, we did that to play this game. But then I realized, Hey, I've got high school friends coming out of the woodwork, asking me to be their friend. And it was a great way, you know, to, interact with people and you didn't have to spend a lot of time. I mean, cause I always tell people it's kind of like a, a deli where you go up, uh, get what you want, interact, you know, with what you're looking for and then get off there. But then mm-hmm. I started realizing that there was a lot of people using it for business. And that's when it really clicked because I had a lot of friends that were also network marketing people. And I could see that there is a, there is a technique and a way that different teams can start using social media to make money. And so that's how I got my start. And then I created a YouTube account and a Google Plus, and, and the rest is history. But, uh, but anyway, that, that's, that's my take on it. And I think it is now there's a trend taking place in this country. And you guys might notice that everything, in fact, like Walmart, all business is going to social media. Because of this little trend that I'm sure our two other guests uh, 
are well aware of. Well, I know that, and as far as the um, writing industry goes, um, if you if you have an agent, an agent will turn you down. At least this is the word on the street, and it's not maybe just a rule of thumb that they go by. But if you don't have at least two thousand people on a Twitter account, they generally won't consider you. Um, for example, now under my own publisher, under Sunstone Press, uh, which I should mention. Um, they understand now you know, with what I'm doing, uh, how important it is to promote. And now Facebook, I was I, I was unlike Robert. I had 89 friends. I just it was for friends and family. I've just recently opened up my Facebook um, for for you know because I had to when my book launched. Um, but um, it's important because if you're not uh, savvy with social media. And I've found a lot of authors are, and I try to help them understand what Twitter does for you. Uh, and I don't because every newbie, Twitter has, a, has an issue with it, like how important it is. Um, it's just to this business and getting the word out there. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good tool for that. It's kind of like that old commercial. You tell two friends, they tell two friends, they tell two friends. And, you know, it's kind of how only it's on a bigger, grander, you know, schedule. And so on and so on. <laughs> and it, that's true. That's true. You don't even have to tell a few friends. Roderick, what should take I get to tell him. I mean, because you are, you're an actor. I mean, you do voiceover, and you're there on social networking. So how has that, how has that helped you? Oh, it's been enormous. Similar to the other two. I started out on Facebook because I wanted to reconnect with old friends and catch up with family. And pretty soon I realized that it's not only important, it's imperative that you become savvy with social media because otherwise you miss out on an enormous opportunity across the world. And there are a lot of voiceover artists. So I found that between my Facebook page and my website, as well as my Twitter account, it gave me a way to differentiate from the rest of the voiceover world. There's a lot of people out there that are really marketing themselves. I took a different approach. I wanted to go on as a subject matter expert and not kind of throw out, hey, I know all of this, but not only do I know it, but I'm willing to help the newbies that are coming into the game as well. And that has served me really well because a number of folks that I've connected with, it's been because, hey, I see that you're always kind of publicizing other people and not just pushing yourself, and that really spoke volumes. But more than that, the information you gave has always been great and something that now I as a customer can use. Wow. Well, you're really building value, and that's very similar, uh, Roderick. That represents what a network marketer does. It's like paying it forward. You're helping people. You're, built, you're building your brand and giving value and not expecting money or you know, something else in return. But in the long run, you're going to get way more exposure, and that's what you're looking for. And you do have an that's awesome voice, correct. by the way. I knew that you were, had yeah. to do something with the acting or voiceover or something. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. And you know what? There's, there's so much that folks are willing to do if you just give a little bit. And I've gotten, again, a number of clients because they saw that I helped someone else similar to them and or maybe even outside of their given spectrum but because I was willing to help, it says a lot about, I guess, an individual and a, about my company. That's right. One of the things that you get to do, um, we'll use Twitter, for example, but it obviously goes for Facebook as well. Any information that you, you get and you share, um, not only is your name, you know, and I have, I use uh, Hootsuite, and I, I schedule tweets. And the more my name goes by and the more valuable information 
that I share with people regarding, um, you know, writing, like any writing tips or new book information, et cetera, et cetera, the more followers I get, the more retweets I get, the more favorites I get, and the more, you know, because people want to see, and they'll start to recognize you, and, and you'll build credibility and so on and so forth. Jeff, you're absolutely right. Um, those are three very important points that are taken. And uh, but I, Roderick, but I, I can go ahead. Go ahead, Nikki. I've also connected with the people that have inspired me. Um, you know, one of the authors whose book I used to do my research, who is the editor of True, True West Magazine, major illustrator, major author himself. So you put yourself. You, you find that you know you get to connect with the people that, you know, are, are, are actually, you know, in the game. And you right. get to communicate with those people and make your connections with those people. You have more access. You have greater access than ever to reach anybody, celebrities, whatever, you know, athletes. It's amazing. And then all you got to do, it takes one of those people to notice you. That's and right. That's really, that's it. That's it. And social media puts you out there like you never could before. So you have to pay. Think about it. Now, I'm planning on running a, a contest to give away books. Think about all of them. That's going to cost me $0 to do that, Lena. $0 is going to cost me. To, now, I work for a newspaper, and I can run ads, and I get a discount, but that costs me something. Social media costs you nothing. Right. Nikki, uh, I think you make a great point, and that's – the exposure and visibility that social media brings you. You can touch people that, regardless of the connections you have, you could never get to. And you can simply reach out directly to that person and, or in my case, companies, <clears throat> advertising agencies, opportunities that I would have never had had I not had social media. That's right. That's right. And uh, Roderick, just in case that voice sounds familiar, he is my intro on my show. <laughs> this well, I thought I recognized his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what is him on the book, on the um, right. on the studio. But um, like you said, you can. It's made people more touchable. I think it's made uh, the actors, the the people, like you say, Nikki, that you would probably never be able to connect with to put your book out there or your voice out there, or even to network. To on Robertson, I think it's made people more uh, realistic, more touchable, um, because before, without the social media, um, in order to even contact someone, you know, um, at the head of a publishing firm or um, maybe a, a production <clears throat> company with voiceovers and stuff like that, you would have to go through a lot of red tape in order to get to the people that you needed to talk to. But because of social media, Everyone's on it. Every company's right. on it, you know. So it, it, it made it more easily to be able to access people. And, Robert, from your end, um, as far as network marketing, I know it just opened up a whole slew. It took uh, pretty much cold calling, a lot of the cold calling off the map. Oh, it did, and, and uh, definitely because all there was before was email and phone. And like you yeah, said about yeah. the red tape, uh, for somebody like in, uh, in, in Roger's uh, position when he would have to call or even like the publishing stuff, you have to call the person and you're going to get hit with the filters, right? The receptionist is going, you know, you might not get to the person, the decision maker. Well, with social right. media, you're, you're interacting right with 
those people, the decision makers, many times. So you've, you've got to put yourself out there. And um, one of the things that I'm starting to do now is making videos because YouTube being attached to Google is a huge force in this marketplace. And if you notice, the people that are movers and the shakers in the marketing industry, they've got their own videos out there. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be, you know, professional. The iPhone can be used, and that's another thing. Almost every, there, one, listen to this, one-sixth of the people on earth have a cell phone today. And that's where mm-hmm. social media is most used, by cell phone. More people own a cell phone than a toothbrush around the world. No, I think Facebook I has hit over 6 billion people. That's where everybody is. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Well, you actually hit a, great, you hit a great point, even in voiceovers. Although my brand is my voice, it's interesting how the tide has changed where at one point it was simply the voice. Now, I'm actually revamping my website to add more videos. But the trend that's happened in my world is something called an explainer video. It's really kind of grabbing a company and explaining what do you do, who's your target market, and what differentiates you. And that's really what's been keeping me busy lately. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I love these, these talks because I get to learn, too, from you guys. And, and before we go, I'd like to get your, you know, we've got to hook up on social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so tell me, let's talk about some of the, we've talked about the, the good stuff about social media. Let's talk about the, let's get down and dirty with it a little bit. Now, uh, professionalism, when it comes to social media, um, like me, myself, on, on my Twitter account, I don't get them very often, but you get some really nasty stuff, you know, sure. be it, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and pictures. And you are exposed to some. You are exposed to some nasty stuff. You are yes. exposed. To some yes. nasty, and and you're, a lot of malware, a lot of bad people. Yes. yes. So if, when you're trying to to have a network that is strictly professional, that's about you, your business, the industry, people in the industry, and people trying to get in the industry, and people trying to connect with the industry. So when it comes to things like being professional, how do you handle that? on a social media standpoint from you guys' point of view, especially when you're looking for people to follow you. you got five people that follow you. You go to your Facebook, okay? You get you see five requests to be friends, okay? You go to those five requests, and three of them got stuff that you don't want. But because social network is a numbers game, you kind of need those numbers because Mm-hmm. Numbers show that someone is, is listening, someone is watching you, someone is reading what you put out there, someone is looking at your pictures, clicking on your link. So how do you, how do you deal yeah. with that? And, and I say this for the audience perspective that because that, all of us are dealing with something within our social network that is just distasteful, and we may have several of it. So how do you deal with that and without uh, or not without the for me, I just don't follow them or I unfollow them. And I'm going to move the numbers when I do it. But if I can say this one point, um, and it's something that really grates on my nerves, I've noticed that image. What you put out there what is what's going to reflect back. And I've seen a lot, uh, quite a few now on my end, and, and, and you know, authors, how they, they, they present themselves on social media. Um, I generally, at this point, now I don't, I put myself out there because I have to. Uh, Outside of that, before all of this, I closed myself off as much as possible 
to those people. Um, now, for example, I had seen something very nasty on Twitter, and I usually ignore that, but it was so awful and disturbing and disgusting that I made a comment to it, and then I blocked those people so that they couldn't get in. And then one person kind of did, made a comment, and then I said something back, blocked them, and then I got malware sent to me. And I just didn't click on the link. I'm not an idiot, but, I mean, um, that's right. Certainly what I found, what you put out is kind of what you get back. You're always going to get people that want to come in and, and kind of be, you know, because they have nothing better to do on the Internet. That's where they can be nasty, you know, on the Internet and get away with it. And, um, right. But generally, I've had a lot of positive feedback because of the image that I put out and the information that I put out. I can't believe some of the way they they behave on Facebook or the stuff they're putting up there. It's like, you know, this is your image that, you know, mm-hmm. you're presenting. Exactly. And, and here's another thing, like for Facebook, uh, you can unfriend a person um, or you can block a person and there's a difference. Uh, another thing you can do is if you don't like the content someone's putting out, you can actually click a little drop-down box and then block those specific types of things that you're seeing. And so that's a kind of a way that you can control um, the Facebook page. So Robert, uh, in, my, in my industry, I don't really get a lot of negative uh, stuff like you guys might get because uh, it's basically more for business and you know so I put links out there and only the people that want that kind of information are going to click on it so, so uh, Robert in case yeah. people don't know what is the difference between unfriending and um, blocking okay what I'll tell the you the difference <clears throat> unfriending means you're still they can still search you they can still see your picture but there's a little button there add friend so that shows that you're available. If you block a person, you disappear. So if they search for you, it just says Facebook user. There's no, there's no name there. They, they, you cannot see any site. You can't see a page. You can't see a picture. You're basically invisible. Mm-hmm. And you can block, unblock them too. So unfriending and unblocking is, is a big difference, yeah. And then they give a reason. Facebook wants to know, are, they being, are you being harassed? Because there's a lot of harassment, just like uh, you know, what she said, there's, there's many people out there that are vindictive and they're just angry people and they want to take it out and they want to sit behind their computer, just like we have pedophiles, uh, you know, looking, trolling uh, the websites, looking for young kids. And it's, it's a shame, but that's the world we live in today. So we have to be careful. You know, you know what? I mean, don't, in, don't incite, don't incite. There's a certain amount of controversy that, that I think is acceptable because you get feedback on it and whatnot, but generally do not attempt to incite people and they'll exactly. probably leave you alone. <laughs> so you so, I try to get the more positive stuff. Well, I think my world is a bit different. Yeah. My mind's a bit different because I don't get maybe I'm the anomaly and I don't want to invite this, but I don't get a lot of negative and I think what I did purposely when I started out on social media, I said I was going to do two things. One is I said earlier I was going to inform And the second is I was going to, as much as I could, control my own brand. And by doing so, that means that Twitter, for example, I will rarely have involved personal conversations. And if I do, it's someone that's inside of my inner circle. Generally, it is here's what's going on. Here's where you can find. Here's how you can contact us. Here's what we do. Rarely is it a back and forth. I use Facebook purely as a personal source. I don't get personal on my Facebook fan page because it's that. It's really to get information out there, and it's also a marketing tool. When I'm on Twitter, I'm there to market and to inform. I'm not really there to have the back and forth 
broad level conversation that I see. And you also don't have time because you've got thousands. I don't. You know, right. I I absolutely agree. I'm focused on what's the next task, who can I contact, who can I connect with, and also who can I connect in their various worlds to give them further opportunities in their businesses as well. So I don't really run into a lot of negative. Right, and, that's, and, and, and I that's, love what Nikki said. You, and that's what's nice what about our panel that. today, guys, because we have such a different. I mean, look, we got three different areas. So you you covered the gamut here today, Lena. Good job. And and you know, and the, the thing is, is that the what we're putting out there is for people who also look for this type of advice. When I when I put things like that out there, it's not per se that I get it because I get I very rarely get negative. I mean, the only thing I don't really get any negative. I may get someone to post a nudity thing on my Twitter, and then I'll definitely get rid of them. But I, I say that for people that that do get it because occasionally, once in a while, I do get it on on in my Twitter. But my Twitter followers are so good. I have the best followers. I mean, nothing, because I put positive things out there. I I right. constantly put in positive and things to influence and, and make people feel enthusiastic, especially when, when you go in to get in the room and your week is not so good. I play inspirational songs. You know, I, I'm constantly putting good things out there. So, you, so you're right on that aspect, uh, uh, Rod, when when you do put positive things out there, you get positive things back. But in and with me, I don't screen anything because I am I consider myself as a personality. Not so much as Robert. Robert is is specific with his voice over me. I'm open to the public because that's how that's how I make my living is through public. I don't block any of that. All of my accounts are strictly business accounts. None of them are right. personal. None right. of them and are you have personal. To be willing to- you have to be willing to accept that um, there, that you are going to you're going to be you're going to be a brat. You're going to put yourself out there. If you Google me, you got my pictures now. You have all my information. I mean, that wasn't the way it was before. I was on complete lockdown. I told uh-huh. you I had 89 friends, and there was a reason for that. I opened up my Facebook tentatively because That's I had right. it. I started getting people who wanted out. to be my friends, and I'm like, you know what? I, I I can use Facebook also uh, in addition to Twitter, and I might as well. And I got more comfortable with it. But at the time, it was just a place for me to kind of converse and unify with my friends and my family. You know, and that was well, it. right. So you have a public? Do you have a public figure? Because I I would guess both of you right. guys. Because you can have several accounts. You can have a personal account, and then you can have the public figure account, which is what a lot of guys are doing now. Which is exactly what's required because there is that delineation and that separation right there. When I want to put something personal out, I use one account. When I want to put out some marketing information or, hey, here's my latest project. I'd love to get your thoughts and feedback. Then I put it onto my Facebook fan account. There you go. I like to get a a little personal. I like to get a little personal. in a humorous way, uh, because it makes me a little more like, human and down to earth to people, and it makes them respond to you. But mm-hmm. again, we're not talking about what goes on behind closed doors. Like some people put out there, and I can't believe it. Like again, I'm like, why are they saying that on Facebook? I mean, or, or Twitter. But uh, again, like I'll use humor and say, oh my God, my husband, he did this or whatever, and <coughs> that's mm-hmm. it. And then it makes you a real, a real live human being with a, with a life, and it interests people, and that's about it. Yeah, and that's that what brings social that, media. You know. That's what it's about with social media is is uh, bringing it down to a personal level so somebody feels comfortable because really right. you're kind of inviting uh, them into your home or they feel like you're in their home. And once you're in that world, they feel comfortable. 
And that brings up a point that you have to be careful with. There's a lot of people that come in with viruses and, like, malware and different things. And so you can have, and I'm sure all of us have had our accounts hijacked. You click mm-hmm. on a link that says, hey, look what you just posted or something, or here's a picture, <laughs> with, you know, with that girl. You know, and it's like you click on it. It's like now they start posting stuff, advertising, and all, all kinds of different things. But all of a sudden your friends are like, hey, you're hacked. You've got to change your password. <laughs> I will not click on links, and I hate, like, on Twitter, you get those little eggs, you know, the icons, the avatars, and you're like, who are you kidding? No, seriously? Like, I'll get at Nikki M. Dixon link. I'm like, really? I'm not not that dumb. I I will block that account with the zero followers and the zero following and bad link, and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Well, that's the great thing about social media is you've got the choice of who you bring into your proverbial living room and who you allow to go into theirs. If you don't want them there, don't bring them in. And to your point earlier, Lena, about growing numbers, sure, it's critical for all of us for our business. But at the same time, you've got to look at, is this someone that, one, I would want to do business with, and two, that I would want to be publicly associated with? Because I get a lot of followers that come my way, and I kind of go, yeah, I'm probably not going to follow back, because that's not good for business. Yes, yes. Right. And, 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 it, and it, it happens to all of us, and it, and it goes on within our social media. My motto is, I would rather have 10 um, loyal people than 25 non-loyal just do whatever they want to on my network. And even though it's a numbers game and the numbers may not grow as fast as I would like them to, but I can at least know that my network is decent. If I give that to, you know, if I tell someone this is my Twitter account, they're not going to go in there and find boobs and butt and all types of stuff that, you know, that are, that is not there. I mean, I allow, I'm like, everyone cusses, and I don't mind some light cussing, but if you're full of B's and H's and F's and S's, no, I'm not going to follow you because, you know, the good thing is is that when people follow you, even on Facebook, if they ask to be your friend on Google, all of them, you can go in and look at that account before you make that decision on whether or not you want to friend them or follow them. Don't just, I mean, some people I just go back and follow, follow, follow because that's what I see on the public eyes. But there are some people when I'm looking at the network, if I'm just looking at my Twitter and looking at the different posts that come through, you click on it and you see something that's not uh, good, you click on that uh, person and go to their uh, Twitter account or their Facebook account and you see all types of uh, things in and you're like, oh, my gosh, you just unfriend them and I'm following them because when you're not on that network, they're posting that stuff. <laughs> I think there's value. I believe there's value in building a network. I don't believe that there's value in having a lot of people follow you. And and let me me, me clarify that, if I may, really quickly. And I want to restate that. There's value in having a network. There's no value in just knowing a lot of people. Because that's when you run into people that are buying followers and you run into the fake accounts. It's just not worth it. And the spam, right. And you have to be very discerning for another reason, too. And I've explained this to other authors, or I've tried to, and I've said, okay, um, if if an author follows me, I will absolutely follow them back. Or if it's a particular author I want to follow, I'll follow them. But don't just follow authors. You're just selling each other your own stuff. You've got to reach out to other people, and then you have to be even more discerning. Who who do you want to follow? And that's exactly correct. You know, watch who, who you follow after that. Don't, don't follow the same people in your industry. Try to reach out and, and you know, get out there a little more. But pay attention to who it is. 
and what they're but about. But at the same time, we can also learn from other authors and different things, and you might find a technique through following them that, that you can use, too. Well, I have a lot. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I will follow them back, and if there's ones that authors I want to follow, but you don't want to just follow strictly authors. Strictly then them, it's just right. all of you, and they're all just promoting themselves, and you're just promoting. you got to reach out to the readers and the people looking for you. You want to stand out. out, exactly. You people, want to stand out know, from the rest. Right, who, or, uh, you know, and, yeah, and I want to get out to the young adults, you know, that, that are going to be interested in reading what I, you know, put out there. And um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's my point there. Like, I, yeah, absolutely. We can all, authors, that, that is something I always say. Authors need to learn from each other, and they're always usually willing to help each other. But you got to spread out a little bit. It's not, you have to, to get fans and others to promote yourself, not just people who are promoting themselves. Right, so, good point. That's yeah. an issue. And uh, something else I'd like to bring up, too, um, if I may, I use different tools. I use a particular tool that uh, you guys might be aware of called Hootsuite, and that allows me to make a post to all four of my Twitter accounts at the same time. And it only costs $9.90, uh, 10 bucks a month, $9.99 a month, and I'm able to post it, one, one message with my link to all four of my Twitter accounts, and then I can all, so it's like being in the same place. It's like having a secretary robot can't do this, you know, individually. It would take me 24 hours. And I can also post it to, to all the uh, 100 different Facebook groups that I'm in all in one. So I just do that at night. I, I put, put my little message there under 40 characters for Twitter, and boom, it's out there. Mm-hmm. That's what I use. I use Hootsuite. It's a great, there great product. something called uh, uh, Post Planner in uh, Facebook that I just found out about recently that I didn't know about, and that's, uh, you can schedule, you can um, bring in your post, schedule it to go at any time, and that's free. And that's but you really book. need to do that. Think about the yeah. people well, in the world, world that you're not, I mean, planner. I'm, I'm scheduling every half hour certain things, depending on what it is. I'll say schedule, for example, every half hour because Twitter just goes by so fast that one tweet isn't going to do it. So I'll schedule something that's, that I think is, is beneficial. Right. And I'll schedule all the way for 12 hours because at nighttime mm-hmm. while I'm sleeping, there are other people that are up in other places. That that's right. So It's pretty amazing the, the resources we have and the tools that we have and the apps that we have, you know, at our, our disposal here with this. And it's just growing. I mean, it, if you think of, of each year, you take each year, I think like they've said, like information doubles. Well, social media must be growing at, you know, 100% a year. Okay, it is. And on that note, I'm going to ask the last comments, and we're going to go to take a music break. We're going to hear Jimmy Pack, Whiskey Chain, and we're going to come back with our next subject. So last, last thoughts on this subject. Robert? Well, I'd just like Thank to you. say, uh, Lena, I appreciate you having me on the show every time. I enjoy it. I'll always be, you know, a guest when you need me. No, you're coming me. back. You're coming yeah. back. Any last thoughts on the social media subject for our audience? Last oh, well, I, just, I would just say get started with it. You know, no matter what you're doing, if you're trying to build a brand or if you're, even if you're not doing business, get your feet wet. Jump in. You know, create a video. You don't have to publish it, but start getting used to doing these things because – once you make the, your first video on YouTube, the second one becomes easier. And then you're able to talk. You think, how can I talk for 10 minutes to a camera? Just start doing it. It gets easier and easier as time goes on. So get, that's what I would say for the guests. Get, you know, get your feet wet, jump in, sign up for a couple of different, you know, to get a Twitter account. 
Play with it. Learn it. That's how I learned. No one taught me. I didn't take any courses. You have okay, Robert. Yeah. Robert, let's hear what you have to say, your last thoughts on, on this subject. We're going to come back to the next subject. Go ahead. Sure. As as with every tool, it can be great and amazing, or there's negatives to every piece. The key that I would say is to add on to what Robert was saying, learn the tools and then use those tools to groom and direct and guide your brand the way that you want it to be presented. All right. And Nicole? That's <laughs> um, I would say that if you're expecting to sell a product and you don't want to use social media, forget it. You don't want to put yourself out there, but you expect people to find your product, and then you expect to sell it to the public, but you, you don't want to have anything to do with the public. I mean, it's common sense. That's the way we live today. You need to get involved. You need to start learning how to use it. You have to start checking. I mean, there are people like myself and all the three of us who are willing to help, or so it sounds. Um, I agree. All right. Robert and Robert. Yes. Okay. Now that's what our last words from our panel. We're going to take a short music break, then we're going to come back with our next subject with Jimmy Pax. Go ahead, take it away, sweetie. Bye. I'm in, I'll be just fine and 
Welcome back to the Lena Jones Diamond Network show. Unfortunately, we had to, Roderick had to be the voice of Roderick. He had a plane to catch, uh, have a safe trip, Roderick. I have two of my guests on here that's left, and that's Nicole M. Dixon and uh, Robert McNulty. And we're going to briefly talk about the second subject that we have on the Diamond Forum, and that is about uh, the technology, about modern technology and how it's affecting our family life, I personally know, and I'm just going to get it started, because I personally know I have a nephew who, his, he's 13, and his mother can't get him to do anything because he's in the video game. He won't clean his room, he won't clean his bathroom, pick up behind himself, nothing, because of him being in the video game. And it's not just a kid, it's adults. Uh, as well, and that's a part of technology that um, that seems to be taking over uh, people's minds. So, what I what uh, we're going to talk about briefly is is how technology is affecting uh, the family. Maybe not your family, but someone you know, family. You know, something you heard on TV, an article you read. So, we're going to briefly talk about that. And uh, um, Nicole, we're going to start with you. Do you have any thoughts about how this technology is affecting families and kids and adults? I do. Two things. Um, whenever we go to my brother's house, I'm close to my to my siblings and my one brother, my eldest brother. He's got three children. Well, technically, he's got six because he has an extended family and or blended family, however you want to put it. And when you go over there, you can't the Wi-Fi. You can't get on it because everybody's on. Everyone's sucking it up on their iPads or their smartphones or. Um, but one story I want to point out is uh, my husband and I recently went down the tour with my brother and his family, and we had a great time. But my youngest nephew, uh, my young, he, he, he just turned uh, 11, and the elevator was so slow in this place. It was a beautiful place, but the elevator was slow. So when we leave, we, if we wanted to go out, we would go down the steps. And we're, we were up five flights, and he had his face in his iPad as we're going down the steps, and he's walking slow. I turned around and said, Michael, get your face out of that. I, I said, get it out of there. I said, we are walking down the steps. I mean, he could have tripped and fought. It could have said it's an awful thing because he's can't, he can't get his face out of there. It's like the whole old bunch of them. And when we get there, everybody's got to know what the code is to get on Wi-Fi. You know, as soon as we get And I, I was, what we were talking about earlier was promotion. I can't just stop promoting. And it's easy to do yeah. it anyway. So, you know, considering uh, it takes me a second. But, so I needed it, but everybody was in a, in a group going, okay, what's the code, what's, what's the password to get on? And um, it, it's, uh, it's just very significant now that we can talk to each other. Even my family, with being on Facebook, that's where we basically see each other the most. Now, my family, fortunately, we do still get together, but um, your friends, which is an ex- kind of an extension of your family, that's kind of where we gather now. We don't even go out with each other anymore. We just kind of talk on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. That's really sad. You know, I, I have the exact, you know, it sounds just like my house. When my nieces and nephews come over, the first thing they'll do is say, Uncle Robert, can you tell me what the password is? And guess what they're doing? They're in there in the living room with their iPads and their iPhones playing games. So what happens is, and they even say that for health reasons, 
the old way that we used to live, guys, and you know you know what I'm talking about, where we talk at the family dinner table. That's gone. Yeah. And that's what's no, that, and that's, yeah. that's the negative. Yeah. Yes. The negative side of technology. You can't go out anywhere. Even when I'm out with a, one of my friends, I love her dearly, but all she does, she'll sit on her her smartphone. We'll be out at a, at a you know out dancing or something, and I'm like, get it, stop. You're out here with me now. You don't. I I don't get it. The people will call my cell phone, and I'll say, and they say, well, I couldn't reach out to me to answer your phone. Well, because you called my cell phone, and it's not attached to my hip. I don't pay attention to my. I, I go online for two minutes basically, and then I'm off. Or I got to do my promotion, then I'm out. My cell phone is not in my back pocket constantly. I don't worry about it. I don't care if you try. I'm not trying to get reached anyway. Call my home. Call me at home if you want to get me. And I've told them that several times. Don't call myself. I don't keep it on me. When I go out to dinner to eat with my husband or my friend, he and I are the only two people in the whole entire world that aren't staring at our cell phones. You can't go out with your friends anymore. They got to look at their phones and text. Well, that's good too that you're doing that. Uh, Nikki, because uh, there's also some health problems that can be associated with the radiation, having that cell phone, you know, within five feet. They say that everybody, the, the majority of people, 95% of us, have a cell phone within five, foot, five feet of us 24-7, including using it for an alarm clock. And that does mess because it is a radio. There's a, there's a frequency that can screw up our sleep. So there are some That's negatives right. there, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's bad enough that now that I have it, people expect, like, work, they want your, your, your cell phone number because they know you have one. Well, I don't want to be reached outside of certain hours. And I, if you're not paying for my phone, then I don't want you to reach me. Don't ask me for it, you know. Like, I give it to people that it's the easiest way to get me during the day. I'll give it to doctor's offices, you know, or, or, or right. things like that. But after that, I'm, I'm not paying attention. It's not near me. And the story, I think it's... I think it's just uh, it's ruining people. Two main things that, that I think that the cell phone is, um, one of them is uh, what is you guys' opinion on, um, you know, fourth, fifth graders with cell phones? I mean, do you think no, that that's... I think it was a great a good thing because um, it's great for, the, for emergency purposes. They have a cell phone, and I think that that's right. where... What is it that, that comes in, and, and Robert, you're the one who can handle it. I can't come up with a name, but where you give them, you know, the uh, parental, um, like the, the, the law. Outside of that, I, I don't really care to see an 8-year-old on a cell phone. I, I mean, I right. think that's ridiculous, um, but I, I think it's great for emergencies for them. Uh, why not? That's the way we live today. It's, why would you deprive a child of a way to, to, to contact, you know, somebody for help? And if, if cause children are helpless and they do need help at times, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Well, Outside that's of that, exactly they, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they don't need to be doing all that. Do you ever see the commercials, like with the girl, they put her, they wind up putting her cell phone in Jello, or um, the one commercial where they're eating dinner and she's so involved in her dinner, she actually puts her cell phone down and the parents are surprised. I, my husband and I are like, what kind of family is that? If that were our kids, that yeah. cell phone, they're not. <clears throat> that would be a problem with having to put it in jello or worrying if, if dinner's good enough that she puts right. it down. She's not bringing it to the table. What's right. happening? That, I mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have probably seen the videos that uh, people put up on Facebook where somebody's got their fa- their nose in their phone and they're walking along and they fall into a fountain or they fall in a pool because they're so busy they don't even see what's going on around them. Well, and that's I pretty that sad. On, on so what age? What? 
what age would you think would be appropriate to give a child a cell phone? At what age? Um, you know, I think it's all up to the parent. But here's one thing, too, uh, we want to, I want the, the listeners to know. A cell phone is also a tracking device because of the satellites. Yeah. So yeah. you can, so uh, if the police, let's just say, heaven forbid somebody, you know, gets abducted, their mm-hmm. cell phone can tell the police where, within like three feet, where that iPhone is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So on, on that level, it's good to give mm-hmm. to to the uh, lower grades, the uh, elementary school kids, you know, the ones that they are do have to, to turn it off in school. I think they have to turn them in to the teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of these schools are doing that now. They can't keep them during class. Well, it okay. is very so rude. I was at a movie theater, and I had to walk up to a girl, and I said, hey. I said, it's very dark in here, and your phone is blinding me, because they can't just watch the movie. they got to text each other. It's right. like. So it has to I'm be sure they're getting in trouble. Yes, yeah, and they get it complicated. <laughs> and then they got to come home and tell their parents that they don't have the cell phone anymore and explain to the parents why they don't have the cell phone anymore when they're not supposed to be using it in school. So it's, it's, a, it's a friend and it's an enemy at the same time. Because exactly. Like you said, Robert, that, that tracking, yeah, that tracking, you can't beat that, especially when right. you have to go to work and your kids have to walk themselves to the bus stop in the morning, pretty much. Or you, 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 know you watch them walk away. Mm-hmm. Lena, on that note, I'm going to have to jump off here. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. All, all right, right, it was Nicole. so nice to meet you, Robert. Uh, yeah, nice we'll, to meet you, too. We'll, we'll, we'll hook up on the social media world. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lena, for the opportunity. No problem, Nicole. I'll talk to you in the social network. <laughs> okay, all right. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. Yes, Nicole had to leave us. Roderick had to leave us. Uh, timing is everyone's busy, but we do have Robert for a few more minutes. He said he tries to hang out with me until at least I'm still here. And we yeah, are you can, almost halfway I can bore you for a few more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost at that halfway point. So, Robert, you know, continuing on with our subject, I want to talk about the driving, the texting and driving. How oh, do you boy. <laughs> Oh, no, you just opened up a big can of worms. Okay, well, <laughs> Illinois, and I'm going to speak for my state, Illinois okay. in this town has a new rule that you cannot text or you're going to get a ticket. And there's even signs, text or ticket uh-huh. uh, on the highways. Uh, yeah, so you've got to be really careful. Um, we know statistically that there are many, many accidents caused by texting because all it takes is for not even a second taking your eyes off the road and you're traveling, you know, 50, 100 feet, depending on how fast you're going. And so it's, it, is, it is actually very dangerous. I uh, think so if you're using a cell phone, you have to use, you know, um, uh, you, you can plug it into your, to your car radio and then drive. You can, you can use your cell phone in the car, but it has to be hands-free. Mm-hmm. And, and I also think that it, it, it causes road rage because when you're at a light, and you're, you need to get from point A to point B, and you're at a red light, and the person ahead of you or two cars ahead of you are texting or on the phone and not paying attention to the light. Right. They tend to hold up traffic, and by the time it gets to you, you got a red light, and you have to wait again. <laughs> I think that that causes, I have seen here personally in Chesapeake, so much road rage 
over that. We have a one light, a turning light that, that turns real fast. You know, before it's green, maybe you're lucky if you get six cars, six to ten cars out before it's yellow and red again. So when that turning light turns green, that time is crucial. And I think everyone who turns there knows it. So when you get someone that's texting or on the phone on, on that turning signal, they get downright crazy. Yeah, they do. They get downright crazy over things uh, of that sort. So, it, you know, like you said, it is a double-edged sword. And here mm-hmm. in Chesapeake, we got tickets too. But it doesn't seem like it matters. It doesn't seem like it, it matters, even no. though people know they're going to get a ticket. That's right. It, it's not slowing down at all. I think, in fact, uh, more and more people are, are traveling with their phones all the time because they've learned to depend on it so much. And like we were talking about in, in the last session, um, yeah, I mean, uh, cell phones are now the number one way to Google something. And I'll have to be honest with you. There are times when I've been in the car where I've had to, wanted to Google something because it's right there. So, um, yeah, we have to be very careful. And, and yeah, road rage is, is something we have to be concerned with. Also, those mm-hmm. red light cameras. Oh, and yeah. who knows, these red light cameras are being, becoming so sophisticated now, they might be able to, uh, you know, to get a picture of you texting in the car and send you a ticket. I think $100, so. I think you know. <laughs> no, I think they're going to probably have some type of radar to detect what sure. you're texting you, especially when an accident um, when an accident occurs. It's so easy for a person to turn off their phone and throw it aside and say, well, I wasn't on the phone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, even though they could, you know, summon the court records and, and see That's what right. They could get the records. From the time of the accident, mm-hmm. Yeah, from the time that they um, – um, sat there. So yes, insurance that, companies that, would do that. <laughs> now that's uh, uh, cell phone technology. What about the television uh, business? Uh, the thing about the people, the screens getting bigger. Do you think we're affecting our vision? Well, in our absolutely. You you were right about that. In fact, uh, I know people that this is really funny. They have a, a, a TV in every room. In fact a widescreen TV in their bathroom. I had to make fun of this person and say, you've got a widescreen TV in your bathroom? Well, yeah, so I can watch the news or I can, you know, watch my favorite show while I'm in the shower. You can actually hear your television when I'm on the toilet. I, I just have to laugh because we are really, you know, like when, when I grew up, uh, we were called TV people or TV babies because, you know, I was the first generation born in 1960. Uh, mm-hmm. The color television came into being, and so yeah, we we grew up with the TV, but it didn't become a lot of our life. When today we know that the average person watches five to ten hours of television every day, mm-hmm. so of course that's going to affect us in negative ways. I tell you, I had a 42 inch uh, a couple of years ago, a few years back, and I had it for about five about five years, and it 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 broke. Went out and got a. 55 inch, and before it, before it was able to get on the wall, I turned it on, and everything was so big. I mean, the peak, you know, because they do close up with camera, so their heads were so big, everything was just humongous. So I said, how can you go out and get a bigger TV? I have a girlfriend who's looking to buy a 90 inch, a 90 inch TV. When is it going to st- stop the insanity already? When's it going to stop? <laughs> yeah. you know? What are we going to do? Have a whole wall, a TV set? Yes. 
I told her, I said, you might as well go get you a movie projector. You know, you can get those projectors and, you know, put them on a ceiling and just use a basic right. white wall like you're in a you theater could. or something, you know. And when she talks to me on the phone, it's like it, it, uh-huh. it, it, she's in the uh, bedroom with her husband and they're watching TV, and she's trying to talk to me. The only thing I can hear, the television is louder than her voice. <laughs> So funny. It's exactly louder than her voice, you know, and I can't believe that she's actually looking for a 90-inch television to go to uh, to go wow. in the room. So, my, you know, a lot of us, I know with me, I used to have 20-20 vision. I had 20-20 vision for a very, very long time. Never had the problem with wearing glasses or anything of that sort. And just by me doing the computer work I, that I do, my vision, you know, started getting worse to where, you know, that I have to wear glasses. <laughs> Well, I'm at a point where I have to wear glasses, and I never had to wear glasses before. You know, Lena, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. It's very timely because right now I'm going through that very thing, and I've never had glasses. I, like you, I had 20-20 vision. I prided Uh prided myself on being able to read the line even below the 20-20, so I I forgot what that was. But but I was excited that I, I still had great eyes until I started working on the computer. And you know what's worse, I think? The cell phone. I truly believe uh-huh. that from all the work I'm doing on my cell phone, which we talked about in the last session, is causing my eyes to get way worse so fast. It's a very quick decline. So now I'm actually testing other people's reading glasses because I know once really? I try that, I'm going to get weak and then I'm going to need them all the time. And that's what I'm afraid of. But I'm, I'm going to have to give in. I'm 53, turning 54 next month. Hey, you know what? Uh-huh. I'm just going to get the reading glasses and deal with it. I mean, you... You start out with readers. My, I started out with readers, and uh, I gradually had to give my go get an eye examination, you know, <laughs> to see <laughs> for my glasses. And then, you know, my with me, my my vision is so. Um, I don't know what a foresighter is. When you see things, when you have to put on glasses in order to see things that are far away, because that far sighted. Yeah, whatever you can see. Okay, so if you can see things close, you're nearsighted. If you can uh-huh. see things better farther away, you're farsighted. Okay, no, I can't see things, but I can see things near. You know, my eyes look like uh, big, big and you're farsighted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it's not backwards. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to remember that one. Yeah. So, and then my husband, with him, he was just the opposite. His eyes look like little peaty bean balls. <laughs> yeah. But he went and got the operation. Oh. He went ahead and had the, the surgery, the laser uh, surgery done. Yeah. In his eye. Well, my dad got you know. that. And you know what? He doesn't even need glasses. My father is 90 years old. Amazing. And he can see stuff just as well as I can. And he never needs glasses anymore. So there are successes to that operation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid. I just think about somebody I am too. going into <laughs> cutting, cutting my <laughs> eyes? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, feeling the flap of the, the thing to put the thing. It's just, you know, it's just uh, right. for some reason I just can't seem to get with it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the use of the computer and, like you said, the cell phone, which I never even thought about, you know, contributes to the loss of eyesight, too, eventually, gradually, you know, declining. It declining does. Because now and I'm let at me, the point where, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, um, there is an exercise you can do. And let me uh, put this out there for, for our uh, listeners. When you're at the computer, every, so it's called the 20-20-20 rule. 
So here's what that means. Every 20 minutes, look away at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. So every 20 minutes, stand up, you know, mm -hmm. find something in your house that's 20 feet away mm -hmm. and stare at that. And I do a couple different things. I'll stare at something close and then something 20 feet away, something close and something 20 feet away. I'll do that back and forth because what that does, there's muscles in your eye and your pupil gets larger and smaller each time you do that. And by doing so, I forgot where I heard that. I don't practice it as much as I preach it, but it does work. So 20-20-20 rule. Every 20 minutes, look away at something that's 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Then you can go back to your work for another 20 minutes. What about squinching? Does that work? No, I mean, I, I see people doing that, and I, I've tried it myself. I don't think it helps at all. <laughs> It just makes your eyes hurt. But with yeah. me, it made my eyes hurt. It's going to give you wrinkles, oh, too. <laughs> we don't oh, want really? those wrinkles. Yeah, of course. No. Remember our parents used to say, if you make that face, it's going to stay like that? Well, you're going to get wrinkle yeah. lines just the same. That's why happy people that smile a lot generally have more wrinkles. Okay. So when my eyes was hurting, I thought it was because I uh, really used my muscles, that I really flexed my muscle a lot. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, from the squinting, from the squinting, I actually okay. thought it was, uh, that it was actually good. But that sounds uh, good, what you said. Every 20 minutes you look at something yeah. that's 20 feet away. And then, mm -hmm. and then you look back at your computer or something else that's like right. that you're doing. What about squinting? It's an exercise. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. What about screen protectors on the computer? Um, well, that's a good question. I used to use one. Back in the day, before they had the flat panel uh, screens, they had those big ones that were, you know, like big square TV boxes. Um, I had a, a screen thing that went on the, on the front, you know, like a Velcro thing that hung down. And I don't see them anymore. So I don't know if the technology got better built in? or worse. No, this, one, this wasn't built in. <clears throat> it hung from the, the top of the screen down. And it, what it did, I think, it just it was kind of like um, – sunglasses, so to speak, because it was, like, not clear. So I think it maybe, you know, turned down uh, the brightness. But now okay. we can do that ourselves. We can do that with our, you know, screens and laptops. Yeah, we can turn, can, and I suggest you, can, you do that. You can turn it. You can turn it down. Right. It's the brightness turn it down that matters. Turn it up, which is really Same with helpful. your cell phone, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so technology, you know, looks at, covers such a vast uh, area not just our cell phones and our computers and our television. Uh, what about modern-day appliances, how that has made the smart homes, you know, that, how that has made just the family life more easier, the cooking, um, you know, your, right. your ice maker on your, on your refrigerator, mm -hmm. <laughs> all types of things, even to washing, washing clothes. Right. Technology has played, played Absolutely. some type of rules. Well, and, and also, and he, you've, you've seen the commercials, uh, I think it's ADT or whatever, uh, and Comcast, that, that they, you can actually lock your doors from your cell phone. Do you There's think actual that's apps, yeah. Do you think that's safe? Would you trust that? No, I wouldn't trust it myself, and I'll tell you one thing, too. There are also some negatives, just like, because remember, this works on Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. And if you, the, the more Wi-Fi I believe that you have in your home, you know, there are some studies that show that it's not, it's not good for you. 
Uh, again, you know, we've got electromagnetic radiation and things coming from everywhere, from the cell phone towers and whatnot. And there's also something new coming in called smart meters. And I would suggest everybody do the research on the smart meter because that's a wireless unit. And they can monitor different things. Um, they can monitor when you use your water. They can turn things off, such as electricity, remotely. Uh, so, yeah, look into it. There's some controversy. Um, again, we're not going to talk conspiracy stuff. But, but yeah, smart meters, um, there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Just like there is with everything what we've been talking about today. Yeah, there there is. There is in in that they do have companies like Comcast that get tend to be moving more into home security than the than any other thing. And my thing is is that these monitors or, or these uh technology that you have, someone has to operate them. You know? Someone has to know the code That's right. to to get into them and stuff. And, you know, with the world being the way it is, can you really trust anybody? No, you can't. And we're putting ourselves out there so much, we really don't have any privacy anymore. See, that goes hand in hand with the advances in technology is the lack of our, or the, our lost privacy. Everything is out there. And the government mm-hmm. is doing a lot of stuff. Like with the NSA, it's all, it's all, all out there now. And they're able to know what we're doing. Like with the, with the cell phones and the satellites, they know it's a tracking device. So mm-hmm. like for criminals, if uh, you know, somebody uh, robs a bank, they can follow that cell phone and know where they were. Or if somebody mm-hmm. murders someone, they can go get the records and find out exactly where they were at exactly that right. time. Yep. That's right. And it, so it all, um, it all plays a, a good point. Um, right. And it all comes in together from, from cable to television to uh, cell phone. tablets and, yeah, and, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, I just, um, not too long ago, you know, you I looked at uh, tablets, and I didn't even know that you couldn't do a lot of things. I didn't know the tablet was so limited. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the tablet is just for if you want to, like, uh, go into Kindle, read a book or... Right, or, or um, games. Yeah, I don't I, own one myself. Yeah, I can't see a value for me. Well, you can't even... Um, they don't even have a, 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 a disc, not a disc... Um, a drive, yeah. You can't, you drive, can't put a CD. Little, yes, right. You can't put mm-hmm. It's just for Internet. It's more more for surfing, you know. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. You know, I mm-hmm. thought I could get one get one that does everything. And I did. I got one with Microsoft Office in it, but I was not able to put in uh, those little discs, those oh, uh, right. little um, SD. You can't put oh, this yeah. SD. You can't put a scanned disc in it. You oh, can't, you can't an SD a, card. Yeah, you can't choose an SD card in it because I thought that, you you know, you could use it for when you travel when you don't want to take, you know, a laptop or, sure. you know, you don't have a your, your tower or whatever with you. But you could use a uh, scan disk. I thought I would be able to do that because oh. it had Microsoft uh, option, and you can't. They're, they're, no. They don't have nothing done to do it. I didn't know that. Right. So you just have to go with whatever is built inside, whatever the, the amount of mm-hmm. gigabytes that that particular product has in it, and that's mm-hmm. it. You can do USB, but there's right. no correct. There's no um, SD uh, disk. Uh, right, so you could put a and hard drive on, on the outside, an external hard drive. Right. Yeah, an external stuff that still carry. You're still not eliminating carrying extra stuff. Exactly. You know? Right. <laughs> so, you know. Well, they're making them smaller, too, just like they made the cell phones smaller. Now they're making them bigger again. But <laughs> Yeah, 
So they get yeah, smaller. Yep, yeah, that's true. Because now they're making cell phones that look almost like a mini television. Almost you can watch a movie and everything in the car. And now so. these cell phones are going back. You know, it's like they they've got these cell phones that are almost like a mini tablet. It's like. Wow, yes. six-inch yes. screen. It's like you can't even fit in your pocket. I see guys walking around with these big things like, like a harness or like a holster on their side. Yes. It's, it's funny to see that. Yeah, yeah and it was, especially when, when it first came out. It was so big, and the idea was to make it smaller. You know, and right. they had it so, so small. At one point, you can cover it with your hand and not even know you had a cell phone in there. Exactly. And now, you know, and slowly but surely, we're getting back to it being bigger, but just in a different style. Instead of it because looking of like a smartphone. Correct. I'm going to stop with the one that's right, you know, for my hand, and that's it. And I can put it in my pocket. Mine's about a four-inch yeah. screen, and I'm happy yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with you there. It makes no yeah. sense to keep going higher and higher and higher. But, you know, right. some people got to have it. They see it, and they got to have it. they got to have all the gadgets. I've got tons of yeah. friends that are, you know, the all techie the toys. types. Yeah. yeah. Gadget so, boys with their toys, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. So, so it was really, I, you know, I want to thank you, Robert, for taking the time to, you know, finish up the, the uh subjects with me today. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, I always enjoy myself, and I, I want to thank you, too. <laughs> and I know you're, um, uh, the thing I like about you is that you're, you're well-rounded on so many different subjects, you know, and I, I already you. know if I, if I ever got into politics, look out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that me personally, I'll never go that route, because you know why? I'm an honest guy. I can't lie. <laughs> well, yes, if we ever got into how the country is being run and all this sort of stuff that, you know, that is definitely a hot topic. Right. And uh, matter of fact, one of the topics I wanted to talk about was the um, um, integration of, with the, uh, to find out how everyone felt about the uh, uh, Mexico, the young, the kids coming into country. That was oh, yeah. one of the subjects. Well, we can talk about that next time. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had someone on the panel. Because I've got my opinions on that one, too, of course. (laughs) I know. I know you did. And if anyone is uh, connected with Robert on Facebook, you can see that he is well-rounded. and He has this this love for animals. It's just crazy. He's got mad love for animals. So he's even uh, holding a picture of a a little pooch (laughs) of a dog. (laughs) On one of his That's pictures, and, yeah. And if you see any of his postings, there, there is about so many different subjects. Uh, that is why he was one of the people that I definitely want to have on the panel because he is very much well, well rounded. You can uh, you. learn a lot and and hear a lot from what he has to say. I think he's he's an excellent uh, guest uh, for the show. Thank you, thank and, you. And um, if you want to friend me on Facebook, you can just. There's a lot of Robert McNulty's. But you can yes. go directly to my website at Facebook.com and then slash Rob Newell, and that's N-E-W-E-L-L, McNulty, M-C-N-U-L-T-Y, and you'll get right to my site. That's right. And if you want to invest in some network marketing uh, ventures, he's the one to talk to. He'll make sure that he hook them up and get you in there right, and he'll do you right if you, if you like network marketing, if that's your thing to make ways to make money. He is the, the perfect person to talk to about that because he has a couple of ventures going on himself. So I do, I thank you. To... And, I, and any of the tools that we spoke to uh, spoke about uh, earlier, 
um, I use a lot of different tools. And even if you're not in network marketing, some of the, if you're getting started building your brand or doing some other type of business, uh, a lot of the tools that I use, um, I can also recommend to you. That's right. That's right. So he's definitely a man to talk about for, for to any subject, very open, very friendly, and I thank him and I thank all of the panel for coming on. I do uh, understand that as entrepreneurs and self-employed, uh, sometimes that requires us to work on the nine-to-five in the corporate world until we get to where we want to be. Not everyone is as fortunate as uh Robert or myself, or not even as fortunate, but just don't want to uh, leave their job right now and, 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 you know, put themselves into their business. So I understand that when people come on, you know, they're either on their lunch <laughs> or they have to run or something like that. So, and, and, and it happens. But I do thank my other two panels, uh, Nicole and Roderick, uh, the voice of Rod, uh, for being here on the panel. And I'm glad you, that they enjoyed themselves, that you all enjoyed yourselves, and you look forward to coming back again. And I look forward to having you guys back again as well. So on that note, I am going to have a Sweetie Pie play uh, Gumbo Sally, and I'm going to talk with Robert off the end before he leaves. Robert, is there any last things that you want to say to the audience? Well, again, uh, like I said before, Lena, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I always enjoy myself. It's always a lot of fun. And again, just like the other people on the panel, I'll be back. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can take it away with Ice Pack Tally and Gumbo Sally.
Welcome back to the Lena Jones Diamond Show. We just finished with a Diamond Forum with my guest, Robert McNulty. He's an entrepreneur, network marketer. Roderick Jefferson, the voice of Rod. He is the voiceover actor. And Nicole M. Dixon. She has a book called Bandita Bonita. And they just all left. And we just had a really good time sitting here conversating with each other. So we got a few more minutes left of the show, and I'm just going to talk about uh, how you can be on the show and be a member of the Diamond Forum if you've got an opinion that you want to put out there and uh, talk about. We come together on a discussion that's going to be uh, talked about on the show. And sometimes that don't usually happen up until the last very minute because everyone is so busy in their lives. We all have to get together on one accord and come up with what we're going to talk about. And the Diamond Forum happens once a month. It's usually the last Monday of the month is the Diamond Forum. So if you want to come on the show and be a guest, I usually try to work with guests that uh, I have interviewed already. And the reason why I do that is because they – I already know their personality type, and I know, you know, put together on the panels and uh, who would be good for a conversation for the panel. So if you would like to be a guest and come in on an interview, uh, send me an email. You can send me an email to, I have two emails, one of them's long and one of them's not so long. I'm going to give you the long one first. And as guest, that's G-U-E-S-T at Delina Jones. Diamond Network Show. There's no sub before that. So it's guest, G-U-E-S-T, at Lena Jones Diamond Network.com. That's one of my emails. And the shorter email is L-J-D-N Show. That's all the first letters of Lena Jones Diamond Network Show at gmail.com. You can contact me at those two different uh, places to be a guest on the show. Just send me an email. All the guests that come on the show are can also be in the Diamond Forum if if they want to. Also, I want to touch bases on some music. If you have your music and you want it to be promoted or you know someone that's been in a band that's got a CD that's trying to make it out here um, in um, society and also looking for someone to promote them for free, free promotional work, free uh, pictures, and things to help them get started. They can also guess as well as uh, uh, play their music. Now, I do. Uh, I will say I do pick and choose. I'm not going to just play any kind of music. But if you know someone and uh, may have a social networking account, either Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google+, or LinkedIn, have them uh, get in contact with me. They can send me an email to diamond.safehouse at gmail.com. That's diamond.safehouse at gmail.com. And that's how uh, we can get their music on and their promotions going. I have some promotions, I know, in, in the wing, and I know that I've been promoting my main, main people, but I, you know, waiting to see as the music come in. I love promoting them, and I do hope that you uh, uh, buy their music. A lot of them are on Reverb Nation. The ones that I'm using this week are on Reverb Nation. That's Tally Jackson, Jimmy Pax, and Lard O'Lee. There you can find them all on uh, Reverb Nation. 
So that's what I wanted to touch base with there. I also wanted to let you know I will be on the Brian T. Shirley Show on the 30th of this month at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. I will put the link out uh, as soon as I get from uh, Brian T. Shirley. Brian T. Shirley was a comedian that I had on my show couple of weeks ago, I think a month or so ago, and he does have his own radio show, and he asked me to be a guest, and I so gladly took it. So I will be on his show. You can call up there and to the Brian T. Shirley show, and I will put that information out for you. And uh, you can call there, ask me any any questions that you want. He's going to be asking me some questions that I'm going to answer, and uh, you can call there, ask me anything that you want, or we'll just talk, me and him. If nobody calls, I'm going to talk to him. But if you do want to call and find out some questions for me personally, I'm a relatively honest person. I am an honest person. So you can call there and talk to me there. Also, I want to let you know about a project that I will be working on starting the last Friday in August. And that would be a show in collaboration with DJ Brahma Bull Promotions. Me and him will be on the show together, and this show will cater to music, uh, indie artists and regular artists, interviews, uh, some fun, some banter, some conversation. We have a good chemistry going. DJ Brahma Bull comes from a generation of DJs, and uh, that's what he does. He does promotion, and the reason why I'm doing that show is to give the artists more exposure, the singing artists more exposure. Here on the Lena Jones Diamond Network show, my main focus here is on the entrepreneurs and people self-employed to give them exposure, promote them in the way, in, in the venue that we're predominantly just talking. And there's music that plays uh, in between that conversation. But this won't be dedicated strictly to music. So it's going to be a fun show. We hope to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs on the show. And once again, it will be the last Friday. The premiere will be the last Friday of August from 4 to 6, and you'll be seeing advertisement and things put out from Bramable and myself um, about the promotion So in the show. That's going to be really good. And uh, once again, you can always contact me at the Lena Jones Diamond Network show or call me, call anytime, join any show that's in the studio. It's live on Mondays at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The number you can call there is 347-237-4697. Now we're going to have um, another selection. Another selection from Lard O'Lee, play Changed Man, and Sweetie Pie is going to go in and make her choices, and we will be officially off the air for this uh, session. We had uh, some difficulties earlier in the day. I know I put this recording on for two weeks and to have everything run smoothly, and uh, as soon as everything gets up and running, my uh, circuit breaker pops. So... So I had to deal with that. So we had some audio difficulties in the beginning of the show, and I do apologize for that. Uh, I I did think everything was going to be go smoothly, 
And, of course, it didn't. It just shows me that my little studio here is still a Murphy's Law. I'm trying to get it out of Murphy's Law status, but it doesn't seem to want to get out that way. So if you heard some confusion in the beginning of the show as far as audio, that was the problem that was coming on. And, you know, you probably heard me get a little angry, and uh, I do apologize for my anger. But sometimes, you know, when you work so hard trying to get things to go smoothly and everything happens, you know, it will make you angry. And I'm only human. So once again, this is Lena Jones on the Lena Jones Diamond Network show. I thank you for listening. I thank you for downloading. And I thank you for supporting the show and the entrepreneurs, the self-employed, the music artists, uh, the filmmakers, the authors, everyone that come on the show. You are supporting them by listening to them and knowing what uh, – to, to give out, and soon we'll be giving out some giveaways, so you need to start calling in if you want some giveaways. So on that note, I'm waiting with Lard Ole and Change Man, and Sweetie Pie's going to play music until we are no longer on air. Once again, please tune in next Monday live on the Lena Jones Diamond Network show, and we will have another guest coming on there. Let's see, who do we have coming on for next, for the August month? We have, see, you think I would have this thing already here and open, and I did, and I closed it, um, and uh, we we have cold cash. I think we got cold cash coming. That's right. On the first Monday of August, we have cold cash coming in, and another guest, PJ Kirby. He is also a musician, and he has... Uh, uh, and he's an actor as well. He has played with a lot of different stars. So interesting guests coming up in August. So I hope you guys tune in. Once again, this is Lena Jones, and I'm out.